Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is to get each and every one of us one step closer to our highest version of our aligned self each and every day. Today, I have a friend and beautiful guest with us, Lele Dubois. She is going to tell us all about her because there are so many things, but a few of those are plant medicine, spiritual wellness. She's a successful mother. She has a beautiful like wellness line that you're going to tell us about today. I'm very excited about that. And we've known each other for some time now. Hi, Lele. Hello, Pepper. It's so good to see you. You know, you know my family too. We, we, we know each other more than we know each other. <laughs> we go way back. First off, I have some questions for you because listeners who are listening to us via, um, you know, the Quantum Alignment podcast, this is really new. This is a special treat. And we are doing what is called the Quarantine Series, and you're the first guest for that. So thank you so much. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. I feel honored. How exciting. I, I love, I actually love that because COVID has been quite an experience. Tell me how that is with you right now. You're in Northern California. We're both in Humboldt. How's it going? Um, well, you know, I grew up in Burnt Ranch, um, and so we really spent our winters hunkered down. You know, I remember a winter where we couldn't leave Burnt Ranch for three months unless you took a four-hour drive up through the hills. So we really kind of organized our life so that we hibernated, you know. We canned in the summer, we, we grew our food in the summer, and then we did freeze, and we, we canned things, so we would have that through the winter. And, um... You know, modern day life for me has been difficult. I'm a very sensitive person and, you know, navigating is always a struggle. And when I got my back injury, I had to learn to take timeouts. And um, this has been a very interesting timeout. It has been a really great leap in humanity in so many ways. And, you know, parts of me just feel so honored and, and, and thrilled to get to be witness to this. And, you know, and then the other parts of me feel, feels all the heartbreak and all the fear yeah. and all the loss happening around that. Um, so it's really been a spiritual experience for me that I am greatly for all the feelings. I just want to give you a virtual hug. I just love you so much. Uh, you know, I was thinking on the drive today here to do this. I was thinking about the last time we saw one another in actual one-on-one -on -one person presence was at the Fusions. Redwood Women's Foundation. Uh, yeah. We were both um, nominees for the 2020 International Woman of the Year, which that was the last time I've really been outside in a group setting. And that was quite some time ago. We've been now on lockdown or in shelter in place or quarantine for seven weeks. And it doesn't look like it's lifting up any. Um, and speaking to your point of, you know, growing up in Burnt Ranch, I think a lot of us who are up here maybe in Humboldt County or have gone, you know, maybe a farming background, we're more prepared for these kind of things than others. You know, like you said, we, we have our own food, we're canning, we're doing our own things. And so really to me, it hasn't felt like any kind of isolation. I've actually got more accomplished. How have you, how have you felt? Um, I, I feel the same way, you know, in a, in a lot of ways. I think it's really showing that those different mentalities in our community 
why are we here? Why do we live in Humboldt? You know, what is your purpose here? And, you know, most of the original community builders really came here for this kind of lifestyle. <laughs> you know? I know. This is what everybody dreamed of. And, and for so many people without all the loss, of course, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of people came here to grow money on trees. And, you know, that's a different mentality. And then, you know, some people came here because they fell in love or whatever. I really just think, you know, again, like with everything else, it's about why. Why are you here? What is your why? And we're really lucky to live in a community where a lot of people's whys are really about community and about that. How do we impact each other? You know, how does my toilet affect my tree? You know, right. we already, that's how we think. Um, so I do think that we are, we're blessed by that. Tell them a little bit about your story. And we moved up here when I was seven. My father stayed in Southern California. My father was a leader in the lifeguard area. So we were very, uh, integrated into the community, the beach communities in San Diego. But I grew up in this very, uh, community. Um, before this community became so politically active, I grew up in a very, very politically active community called Ocean Beach. And I was, my family, myself, my mother, our friends were a very intricate part of a big movement um, that we actually kept the Republican Party out of Florida. Um, the first time in history to ever do this, this was in, in the 70s. So we were very, we started the first cooperative in the United States called the People's Food Store. We also started what now, we didn't call them, it, it was just, we called it the free school. But now we call these charter schools. And where my mother was a very big part of the unschooling movement. So we came from these ideologies, but a lot of other things happened during freedom because everybody's bursting through their boundaries, right? Where all these people are trying to find themselves. And so you push boundaries. You want to, you have to push boundaries to break through. But a lot of unhealthy people take advantage of those sort of situations. And we had a lot of young children and I was one of them. And we were subjected to some very violent and horrifying things as a group of children. Not necessarily because all of our parents were a part of that. My parents were none of that. My parents just worked all the time and I had babysitters and we bought a house right in the middle of this community. Um, and my mother became friends with everybody. So we got integrated. She was naive. She came from a very upper British family and didn't know about the gray areas of life very well. Um, and so we, we were subjected to some severe childhood trauma. Um, we're, we were called the OB rats. You know, we were just kind of this little crew. Cameron Crowe wrote a movie that's a little bit about what we were about. He was a part of this. Um, it was a big movement. So my mother discovered, um, she walked in, she came home from work one night and I had come all over me. Um, and I had a burn on my leg. And she, at that moment, I think a lot of other things probably came into place for her in that moment and got us out of there. We packed up in our van and we actually traveled for six months up the coast, just cruising. She was a nurse, so she could work anywhere she wanted, anytime she wanted. And she loved the Russian River. She, that was like she, where she wanted to be, um, but wasn't able to get a job in that area at the time and ended up in Ukiah and got a job at Trinity General in Weaverville. And we got there, she fell in love with the town, fell in love with the community, fell in love with the man, um, and it really kind of integrated us into the Emerald Triangle community. And then quickly after that, my sister, we were in a severe car accident that we went into the Trinity River in February, and my sister passed away. And that act... That, that experience really uh, vibrationally, emotionally, and relationship integrated us with this community. And especially because we lived in Burnt Ranch. We bought property in Burnt Ranch. And Burnt Ranch is a very vibrationally, high vibrational 
area, the tribe of that area was a very sacred tribe. They actually committed, um, they sacrificed themselves because they didn't be believe in being enslaved. So, you know, I've grown up with all that thought process. And, and that trauma just, I believe, really integrated me in a way that's beyond this human form into this community because what happened after that I had no safe place. I, I, I briefly told you a little bit to get an idea of where, my, where I was as a human being when I came into this community. Um, I, wa I was not a, a seven-year-old child. I was a very grown-up woman. And coming into this community after my sister died, even though we were the hippies in a logging community and we were the outsiders, everybody was so you know, living with the trees and, and had built this community for generations. You know, a lot of these families had literally been there forever. And they loved us. They, they felt compassion for us. And they welcomed us in with so much love and no judgment that that changed me forever. You know, it really, it really did. And it changed my mom too. Um, she became the midwife for uh, Eastern Humboldt and Trinity County. She's one of the founders of um, Planned Parenthood in Trinity County and hospice in Trinity County. Our phone was the phone number that everyone called. Oh, so she, she became, you know, she, she was a nurse um, in, in, a, in a rural community where we had loggers, you know, very isolated. People got sick. They couldn't have, there was no access. People were third and there was no emergency services. Um, my mother would take medicines to the miners up in the hills and people in crisis would call us. And, and we, that's why I'm here. Is, is because I learned how valuable, and I did not appreciate it as a young teenager or a young woman at all. Um, it took the loss of my mother and the loss of my physical abilities to, to understand this many years later. But that is why I'm here, is that community, that love that I never was shown by the people around me. I was used by the people around me. And when I came here, the folks here were suffering. They were poor, but they loved us. You know, I went to school with my hair in mats because my mom had broke her back. And my teacher would sit and brush my hair for me. She would drive me to San Diego. To, I'm going to cry because it just means so much to me. She would drive me to San Diego to see my dad. You know, the community, my friends, their dad was a logger and they hated hippies. But they still, I stayed that night at their house. You know, they still took care of us. They cared about us. And I got to spend the majority of my young adulthood growing up with that kind of love and support, even though we could be really mean to each other. But the bottom line is when the shit got tough, we all came together and helped each other out. I love you. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I've known you for close to a decade now, and I didn't know all of those pieces. Thank you. That, that tells me a lot about why you're doing exactly what you're doing for the community. You know, if anyone ever asks me about you, I mean, you've come and spoken for the Cannabis Therapy Consultant Program, and now you're finally on the show. And we've known each other in other aspects as well. But if anyone ever asks me what I know about you, I have to make a list of things. She's doing this, and she's doing this, and she's doing that, and she's doing that. And now I understand why. I totally get it. So I'm, thank you so all, much for sharing that. It all comes, people ask me that all the time because I do look like I'm schizophrenic, crazy lady. And it's difficult because people go, oh, you can't handle that. But the thing is, is to me, it's all one thing. You know, if you open up, you know, your healing center, right? You have your healing center. You have to think about all these different fractions. Well, for me, that's how I think about community is it's all one with all these different pieces. So as I build what my vision is and what I want to satisfy within my own desire, you know, being a commissioner, having a wellness line, launching a magazine, doing all those, they all come together because 
for me, those are all pieces that at the time we needed in that, in our community, we needed that kind of example. We needed that kind of space, whatever, you know, different things, but they were just a need that I, I could feel and I needed, you know, too. And in the end, for me, when I go to sleep at night, even though I'm thinking about, oh, I'm going to do this podcast with Dr. Pepper. And at the same time, I'm working, you know, I'm getting all the right pieces to this pro forma I'm putting together. That pro forma and talking to you, end game come to the exact same conclusion for me. So it's easy for me to think about it that way. I'm just excited. I think you're extremely inspirational and I appreciate you for being alive because it gives all of us something to aspire to as a female. Tell me about, you know, a couple things that you mentioned being commissioner. What does that look like? How is that for a female and what is that role? And then also what is your wellness line? Because I want to get in, I, I want to get some of that stuff. Tell, tell us about those two things really quick. So being a commissioner is my favorite role. Yeah, it's about one of my favorite roles. I really like the role that I get to play with the female, with women in the industry as well, um, in the cannabis industry. But my role as commissioner is really, it, it, it's a place of credibility and where you get heard. Um, I get to directly work with our board of supervisors. I'm like their voice or their go-between, their liaison between them and our community around human rights issues. And the reason I, I, I wanted to do that is, well, first of all, I never thought I could be a commissioner <laughs> with my background and stuff. But then someone said, you know, you actually, you could do this. And I went in a, to a meeting. I was like, wait a second, all these things I'm doing, I could just do it right here with all this help and learn because I'm working with people that have been leading our community for 60 something years and I'm getting to learn from them how to build community better and how to work with the government to build community better, how to bring awareness to issues like human trafficking, um, you know, hate, bullying online, all sorts of things, you know, and these are things that I want to do something about. And being a, being a human rights commissioner, it, it's volunteer, um, but it gives me this feeling of great gratitude, like this, yeah, I guess gratification that I'm not just doing it my, my nonprofit. I'm not just going, hey, here's Humboldt, here's what I'm doing. I'm actually challenging myself and I'm having to listen to the community in an open forum and work with different, literally different parts of my community and create solutions. So it, it allows my brain to like tap into more resources and pull them together when I've been doing this alone for so long. And the commission, you know, if I could get paid to do that, then I would probably just do that. I love it. I would, I would get my line, my wellness line going, cause that's another thing I love, but it's not going to, you know, take my whole life necessarily. And, um, the commission, I, I love it. My wellness line is a lot like the commission. Um, it has a lot of purpose behind it and it's a, uh, I, well, what do you want to know about about it because I could just like go on. <laughs> I want to know anything you want to tell us. Um, so it is a five-step beauty and wellness system. It's all of those things. So the line is called Receive. The company is called Lele and Company. Um, I have had the most amazing support around building it. I still have the most amazing support. I have managed to secure my entire supply chain while I'm on food stamps because of the support. I, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, it's, it's about vibrational healing. Pepper is what it about. And it's a five-step system that's actually my daily spiritual practice. And it starts with receive clarity. And what we're talking about today, fungi, is actually how I came up with the name. This is 4.0 of this line. And I had to tell a woman that I couldn't bring her on as a partner. And, and it went really well because I was righteous in what I was having to say, and she knew that and respected me enough to go, you're right, I'm not ready yet, and, and we're great friends. I love her. We love each other. So she's a sister to me. But I was really devastated because I've been up against men in this industry with business. I've been up against women, you know, not as partners, 
but this was my first female partner and I, and I had to sever that. And it really was hard, really hard for me. So I like to microdose and go on drives and get in nature because of my spinal cord injury. I can't go hike anymore. So I go drive somewhere and I just go into the nature's matrix or whatever you want to call it. I just absorb. And as I was going through this, and when I say microdose, I take very, very, very small amounts. In fact, the professionals tell me I don't take enough to do anything, but I can tell you I'm already, I walk in this space and I want to talk about this. Let's get to this conversation, but I want want to talk about psychedelics and spirituality. We're going to take a short little break in order to give a shout out to someone who is locally aligned doing a either product line or service. And so give us just a moment and we'll be right back. Okay. Ever dream of becoming a cannabis therapy consultant or learning more on how cannabis heals? For a deeper understanding of your own body and mind connection using sacred medicine, take time to dive into classes anytime, anywhere with a new online program. For more information, connect on drpepperhernandez.com. This is a 10-month program, one class a month. The Cannabis Holistic Institute provides the most potent teachers Humboldt County has to offer. Students have access to Google Classrooms for downloadable handouts, charts, PowerPoint presentations, and more. Also a live streaming on Facebook, bonus pop-up classes, gifted info, and edited videos available on YouTube. Classes from History of Cannabis, The Biology of Cannabis, Specific Strains and Effects, Cannabis Healing Properties, Juicing, Edibles, and Tinctures, Cultivation and Production, Cannabis Medicine Making, Women in Cannabis Conference, Legalities and Legislations, The Cannabis Business, and more. Welcome back. Thank you so much for uh, taking time after our little break. We had a good break here. Lele, what are you smoking on? What am I smoking on? I don't know. I think, well, actually. What was it? Well, it has one of my products on it. Uh, it's a, an amazing terpene mixture. And then, um, God, what did I put in there? I don't know. I think it was no, that's not the diesel. Um, I think it's just OG. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> OG. You know, I don't, I, I really, I think we're going to discover that um, this plant is so sensitive that all these genetics get influenced and, 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 you know, the region and all those things that we believe in, in this community are going to become more valid because of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So I like to smoke by grower. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's a good point that you bring because a lot of people who are purchasing or make, you know, going and, and making a product, the, the growing relationship is so valuable. And I don't necessarily know, I mean, some people don't have the opportunity to have multiple growers to choose from, but when you do, you know, really it's vibration. Everything is vibration. Like you were saying before, and you know, one thing that you didn't mention, but I bet that you and I both agree on is 
the vibration of what alcohol may do to a person or like you were talking about eating the wrong types of food or a plant that's grown from someone who wasn't growing it for the right reasons. You can feel that. Also, though, being around someone and trying to be in business with someone who may be not on the same vibration as you are, as well as relationships, um, all of those things can influence us. So thank you for bringing that point up. I do appreciate that. You know, I'd like to, as far as the business aspect of it, you know, and I'd like speaking directly kind of to our community, um, you're not always going to be on the same vibration as people that you do business with. There's your sacred circle. That's your vibrational circle. What you can be is on strong enough within your own vibration and have your own vibrational wellness that you can work and see and understand what that other person is at and work with it. So it is a successful interaction. You know, we don't have to take on their vibrations, um, but we, we, so we, and, and that's how I think we elevate other people is by being strong within our own vibrations and not being afraid of other things, you know? Um, do you want to like be in partnership with someone that you don't feel that vibration? No, you don't, but we can't control our consumers. We don't know vibrationally where our consumers are going to take it, but I can control that my product is going to be of high vibration. So those consumers have an opportunity to be and feel that experience of it. Right. And in a, in the cannabis industry, we tend to shut out a lot of people because of that fear, the fear of someone that isn't exactly like us. Right. And, and I think we need to realize that this is a beautifully diverse world and we need all those vibrations create us and hold us up. Um, and we just need to, honor that and learn how to honor ourselves so what doesn't work isn't even in our field i, I agree with that <laughs> oh i love you so much i really really do and and when we have time to actually physically come in contact i'd love to have lunch and give you a hug because you're such a special woman well so are you you really oh, are um, so let's let's move into the second portion of our little show here, and we really want to talk about self care and rituals that you do for yourself. But I want you to um, give us a little information on what you're doing as far as microdosing is, what that means to microdose, what the dosage of a microdose looks like, and you know, let's let's have that conversation as well because that is something you're doing for self care ritual? Well, I was introduced to alternative medicines at a very young age, um, not for me to use, but that what nature made was medicine. Um, you know, how you use it with anything can be toxic, you know, coffee, chocolate, sex, you know, all those, you mentioned alcohol. Um, I think when you peel anything back, um, including pharmaceuticals, to their natural origin, we have something that is meant to be on this planet. And we were meant to be on this planet with it. So there's probably some sort of synergy between that and us. So those are the philosophies that I was kind of raised with, just to, to like lay that out. Um, with psychedelics, I also grew up during the drug war, and I hated drugs. I hated drugs, didn't want anything to do with them until I got hurt, until I, I, I got put in a coma because of pharmaceuticals. And then I came out of that coma really understanding my own personal vibrational awareness in a big way and realizing that everything my mother had taught me is what I needed to like, like wake up. Like Nordstrom's didn't matter. This vibration mattered right and so I had this huge awakening through that process and my my little sister um one of them is just a fucking one of the best growers I've ever known which says a lot because I've known a lot um and she begged me to start smoking weed for medicine and I did. I, I, I did. And I had used it recreationally before a little bit, but not, you know, to me, it felt shameful. I would rather drink than, than smoke weed. I felt ashamed. Um, 
And so I started using it with the pharmaceuticals. And I also started building my spiritual practice. I started doing psychic readings. I just started like ah, going into it all. And I started learning about this plant, not fearing it because I thought it was dirty because of I explained a little bit about my childhood. And to me, you know, it was helicopters. It was rape. It was bad things, you know. People shamed you for it. Um, and that, I started really integrating it as a medicine at that point in learning. And then I started, then I got, then I, a friend brought me some and I got, I vomited for three days. And then they told me it was grown with miracle grow. And, and so then I started realizing how important it was to source that medicine effectively. Um, then I got pregnant and I started growing medicine. And then I realized a whole nother level. First of all, that you could walk in the room and the plant would change just blew my mind. It just blew my mind that you could feed it and it would grow so much within 12 hours. It, it just, all the things that I was feeling and experiencing in my spiritual awakening, the plant was showing me how real it was at the same time. When I started doing that, I started really questioning drugs versus drugs versus spirituality, like what is high? My partner was a sheriff and he would say, oh, you're high when I'd be talking about my spiritual experience. And I was like, no, I'm not high. But he was right. Started getting really curious about like, what is that? Um, and that is when I started looking into other natural because cannabis was working so well. I was able to get off a duragesic patch. I was able to get off 30, 20 different medications. Um, through this wanting to feel better because I realized I felt better when I used more cannabis. And so I started exploring and, and I, I tried some mushrooms and, and I had tried them before and had the fun party experience with my friends. And it wasn't something I wanted at that time. Um, but a partner, we went hunting and I thought, well, I picked these, why not try them? And I had a meditation circle that I was doing. We were coming together that next day and I was really impressed with how I was able, no one else had done the mushrooms the day before, but in that meditation, my spiritual teacher had actually came into the space, not physically, and the group felt that. And that told me that what the mushrooms did was authentic, that it, there was something about this word being high and, and this spiritual experience that I was embarking on. And so I tried peyote um, in, in, in a prayer circle and, 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 and through that learned I didn't need peyote um, through the teachers and that this, my space was authentic and that what so many people were searching for through these medicines was that space. And so I slowly started trying different things to see what helped support that space when I was hurting, when I was feeling sick. I, I also have an autoimmune disease. So I started experimenting what, what makes that space feel, what keeps me in that space when it's really hard and what takes me away. And I started learning the answers to that. And, and um, fungi is one of those things that supports that space. It, it is a, it, and that can be a good thing. Or that can be a really hard thing, you know, because if you aren't aware or haven't been introduced to that space, you have to look at yourself. And so much can come up if you've never truly looked at yourself. And so you go on these experiences and people have wild trips because they party out or whatever. And it's not a managed purposeful journey. And I believe, I very much believe in all of our plants. However, I believe that we need to integrate it with our own spiritual development. I, I'm fascinated. I could talk to you about this for hours because it's not something that I have been using in my practice at all. But as of the last few years, recognizing more and more of our community uses it for anxiety and stress relief. And like you were saying, just to be in touch with their highest self 
self to clear things, to go through maybe um, their, their baggage or their emotional traumas. People are using it for all of these reasons. And it's kind of coming to the forefront when we look at either social media or even magazines and articles and research being done. I think cannabis pushed the door open yeah. for a lot of these other, um, what we would call uh, more psychedelic type medicines. But I like that you use the word alternative medicines, just you know, loosely around all of them, because that's exactly what that is. And I've done some videos over on YouTube about microdosing and and how to go about doing that when it comes to cannabis. How would you suggest, or do you even suggest, people to use that, or is that your just personal practice? I don't speak on these medicines. I am not trained like you are. I do share my experiences. I will always speak on anything from my own personal experience. Um, I will never speak from, I'm not an expert. I'm an expert at experience. Let's put it that way. I guess I don't know how to say that. So how do I, I speak on that? Well, you know, I think that what is really important is, and, and we talked about this in your class, is it's not about any of the medicines. It's about this space within us and how we interpret that body space or that body language. And so when we start really listening to ourselves, our, whether that's because our arm hurts or because our heart hurts or because we feel nauseous, but that's cellular conversation or vibrational conversation. To me, they're kind of the same thing. In that, the more we understand our own personal cellular conversation and how when these cells act this way means this, the more we can hold that medicine and go, ooh, maybe that makes me feel good to think about trying it. My, my cells say, ah, oh, that might feel good, you know, or Mm, that doesn't make me feel good. Um, you know, I haven't tried a lot of new things for myself over the past few years just because um, my constitution is so sensitive and I like to be in that space. But I recently tried a new form of fungi or it's actually a truffle and it's called a philosopher's stone. And it's very difficult to get. Um, but when it was offered to me, I wasn't sure. And then I held it in my hand and I felt my space. And it actually, you know, I didn't feel high. I just felt very clear and aware and tuned in. Really for our, you know, our audience to take away from that, what you just said, or at least what I'm taking away is being in tune with yourself first. And that this is very much an individualized medicine, much like cannabis is. Yeah. And if you're drawn to it, wonderful. If you're not, then it's not for you. Maybe that also needs to be, you know, your background as well. Is it like you were saying earlier, your thoughts were drugs were bad and things were bad and so on and so on. So is it a program judgment that you have? Or once you're really dialed in, you know, all your chakras are aligned and you, you're vibing out, do you really feel like it will work for you or not? And I, I think that's lovely. And you said it so very well. So thank you. Do you mind if I ask you how much you are taking or how you started, because it sounds like your journey is, is very um, relatable to a lot of people because you didn't just start doing it. You, you started microdosing and, and seeing how it worked with you because you had body issues and you were going in that direction because of pain. How did you start? So I tried them in high school. It was like really cool. Everybody was doing it and I was super, super straight. And my boyfriend broke up with me. And when he broke up with me, he said, oh, well, you, you won't do, you're so straight. And so my girlfriends had some shrooms and we took some and I walked into a party and he was with this girl that he dumped me for. And I ended up laughing my ass off because I thought it was the most ridiculous thing that he would dump me for her. <laughs> and as I went through this body, my health issues, I, and, and, and as fungi, I realized it was in my backyard. I realized that I had, that was a positive experience. And I, cause I'd had some not so positive experiences, like my head disconnected with a girlfriend, you know, just all sorts of crazy stuff. I, I did it three times before then as a, 
in this time frame of my life. When I came back into it, you know, actually it was a friend, um, was like, you know, would you try this for your pain? Let's, would it work? And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna, you know, I, I can't afford to have a negative impact. So I literally tried a, it was probably a 16th of a top, you know, a little tiny pie slice off of the top about that big. So it was like a little tiny slice, you know, say that pie had eight pieces, one of those pieces. And they were like, oh, you're not going to feel anything. And I actually, it was better than taking any pharmaceutical I had taken without the slurry talk without the discombobulated thoughts, I think really well on mushrooms. I'm able to really accomplish tasks on them at that very low dose. I do just about everything with what do I feel is right. And sometimes I take a little more and other times I take less, but I don't ever take a whole mushroom. That's just not where I want to go. I always take very little part of it. Sometimes I'll take a little top and a little stem. But how do I determine that dose? All right, how do I feel? Do I, because I know when I take them that I can get a little too speedy and I can get a headache if I take too much. I know, you know, because I do have health issues, so it can trigger some of those if I over-medicate. And so I, I ask myself, you know, where am I at? What do I need? Why am I taking this? Um, and I check in and then I pick it up and I take it. But I wouldn't recommend that for everybody because I think we are COVID is helping teach what we're discussing right now with vibrational awareness and vibrational medicine. But I think COVID is really the first opportunity. So many in the world have gotten the opportunity to tap into that vibrational awareness. I think that you may be right on that for sure. Uh, there are a lot of people who are spending time alone in isolation. That's, it's new for them. Whereas someone like yourself, or, 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 or I can speak for myself, I should say, I thrive in that type of environment. I get so much more accomplished and so much more done. And I feel very refreshed. I'm a Pisces and I'm, you know, I've got a lot of projects like yourself. I think that's maybe why you and I get along so well. Uh, we, can, we can honor that in one another. So I think one more piece on the mushrooms and then, and then we'll move on to self-care recipe. It's, I think it's very important for our audience to realize that there are multiple types of psilocybin or mushrooms or fungi, and whereas, you know, or similar to cannabis, where there are different types of cultivars, strains, genetic terpene profiles. Can you speak to that at all? They are very different. Um, you know, they, you, your chemistry is different. Their chemistry is different. I would not think of as a mushroom, as a mushroom, as a mushroom at all. And I'm not going to say that you should try this one first either. I think you should research because there's a lot of information out there on the effects of the individual types of mushrooms and um, other things like that out there. And you should research why are you taking this? What do you need from it? And then figure out which one best suits those needs, just like you would at, for genetics for cannabis. What strain works best for your need? That is how I would approach that. I absolutely agree. And I also just want to add this piece. If we are focusing on seasonal foods and foods in our location and in our environment, I think that is going to be a great place to start for people who are wanting to go into the fungi world is see what's growing in your environment. See what's going right around you. Uh, just like cannabis, what's what's best in your, your area, local, local, local also goes for things like that as well. I mean, I would imagine, I, I don't know. So when I talk about those those, those ideologies that I was raised with, that's exactly what it is, is we were able to sustain ourselves there without being able to go to a grocery store, but every three months, because my mother organized the way we ate by what was seasonal, what was available to us. You know, we did freeze some things and can some things, but in the winter we ate squash, you know, in the summer we ate tomatoes. It, it, we ate what the seasons brought us. And she also believed that that made us healthier individuals because we were 
in vibration with the greatest master of all, our earth. When you eat with how the earth is cycling, then we get in that cycle as well. COVID has been really hard for me and it's been very intense as far as that goes for me. And I'm healing because I was in the hospital in December. So my health isn't really strong. So I am fully aware of how terrifying, in fact, I have to deal with that life regularly. And it like thinking about it right now, my heart clenches up and I I go, oh my God. And that's real. So I, I don't dishonor that. But I've also died and I'm not afraid to die. What I'm afraid most of dying and, and leaving my son behind, because that'll kill him. I not kill him, but it'll I don't want him to have to go through that heartache. But I'm not afraid of dying. And what I see is the difference between humanity and vampires. <laughs> and we're really like having to make a choice. Do we want to care about the person next to us or do we want to not? And we get to make that choice and we get to watch the people around us make those choices, you know? I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's a lot of vibrational healing happening. As we're um, shifting our format just a little bit, I'm wondering if you have any self-care tips for people who are in quarantine or who are going through this pandemic. Because even if you are not in a lockdown state, you're still going through it in some way, shape, or form. And there's not, you know, proven dis evidence, I should say, for this not coming back around. So so this is a long-term change. This isn't a let's go back to regular schedule program in my eyes or my view anyhow. So what kind of self-care things would you suggest to our audience? Just maybe two or three things that they can be doing to get into their highest version of their aligned self for their future. Okay. Well, I think the first thing is when you see a problem, look for solutions. Because when you focus on the problem, you stay in the problem. So that's the first thing. And this is a big problem. You know, whether it's you like being isolated, you don't like being isolated, whether you feel you're at risk and other people are putting you at risk or you feel like you don't care, whatever. It's a problem. That's the first thing is don't let it become a bigger problem because you're fixated on the problem. So be solution based. And how do you do that? How do you stay in that state of mind so you can do that? Well, wake up and think of all the good things. Like make that the first fucking thought out of your day. Wake up and go, oh, I can see the sun. Oh gosh, I accomplished this yesterday. Force yourself to feel good about yourself. What that feels like. Like, don't just go, oh, I feel good. Feel good and then hold it. Like, what is what does my elbow feel like? What does my cells feel like? Am I do I have goosebumps? Am I horny? What is that? What does that feel like? You know, whatever that is, like maintain it. And now where you and I have talked about this, and it's a little embarrassing, but spiritual spiritual sexual wellness is huge in this time you know people were saying oh we can't connect you can't yes you can connect energetically we can connect no matter where we all in this world but we have to be high vibration and the most the thing that i have found when i can tell people what i'm trying to get them to understand is that orgasmic state is our most powerful state of wellness and manifestation and so you're alone. You got lots of time. If you don't know your body, get to know your body and love your body. And so when we all step out of this, we're going to be these amazing lovers for each other instead of takers. And so we actually have true intimate relationships and we uplift each other. And and so those are my three things. Self with your sexual spirituality. Um, I love, I, I was given a yoni egg. I love my yoni egg. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going to go with the sexual thing. So I just sat back and listened because I wasn't certain because <laughs> we've had, I mean, we've had conversations and, and you and I both have had more conversations with other women and men about self-cultivation and, and all these healing things. And what a fabulous practice to put into play now with yeah. all of this happening. And I am not one of those people who feel lonely or I'm sad that I don't have a partner. It just, I'm not, I'm just not one of those people, but for those people that are, these are fun practices for them to work with and find a deep self-love 
we're at our max time frame here, but I wanted to see if you wanted to leave us, not that you haven't given us so many nuggets of wonderful information. I could talk to you forever. I adore you. Would you like to leave us with some type of quote or something that resonates with you and what you've been here today talking about? I mean, we've hit a whole bunch of different topics. Thank goodness. But what would you like to leave our audience with? Well, I think because it's COVID, I think COVID is really about falling in love with you, with yourself. Um, I think social media is challenging that. And I really, what I ask, what I want, what I would love, and, and what my request is, is that we just start being okay with ourselves and then engage with the outside. And I really think that's this opportunity is to be you, love you, appreciate you, no matter where you are, no matter what's going on, appreciate that you still exist. There's this amazing way to explain this, and he explains it by, here's your hand. Here's your hand. Now say I. Who is I? Who is I am? What do you feel? I am. Okay, now cut off your hand. I am. Where's I am? I am didn't change. I am is still that space inside of you. And so instead of coming from, oh my God, is my hand okay? Let's come from our I am is okay. Even if our hands aren't okay, I am. Thank you so much. And just being gentle with ourselves during this time, um, whether we're wanting to rest or, or eat more than we should or sleep in or whatever, I think, I hope that that becomes the new normal, that we're gentle with ourselves. Yeah. I really do. They talk about the new normal all the time. And I hope that's the, the piece that we process through. Well, Lele, I love and adore everything about you. I am so grateful to spend this hour with you. I've learned so much about you that I didn't even know. So thank you for being vulnerable and open and sharing with the world right now. Um, before I let you go completely, would you like to give anyone a direction towards either your supplement line or, or way people can connect with you as the commissioner or would you like to let us know? Sure, absolutely. So you can email me at lalania and I, you'll get the spelling l-e-l-e-h-n-i-a dot l-e-l-e dot Dubois d-u-b-o-i-s at gmail. You can find me on Facebook. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I have a community called the Humboldt Grace Cannabis Community Gathering Place. We have over nine leaders across the globe coming together based on the values of love and grace. I also have a women's supply chain group. It's called Women Empowered Cannabis Supply Chain, where we have all, over a thousand women across the globe who are leading in the hemp and cannabis supply chain. So those are the places you can find me right now. My wellness line, we haven't launched yet. Um, we're ready. I, as I said, I secured the supply chain. Um, but you will be able to find that the company is called Lele and Company, and that's how you'll be able to find us in the future. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're a very busy woman, so thanks for taking time out of your day. Listeners and audience, thank you so much for being part of our day today. I am your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Have a magical, wonderful day, and let's make this your very best life ever. Yes. Yeah.